0: Welcome back to the Man Cave Caucus Podcast. Man, the whole gang is here today, people. And This is your host, Ben Baker, and Tim's here, fresh in off of a 32-hour work binge. We're all in the Man Cave. Joel is over here furiously typing away on the Google machine. So it's all complete. What a sight to behold. Man, do we have a show today, Tim.
1: Oh, man, it's been a... <laughs> Busy week,
0: so busy week, so much to cover in so little time. But uh, we're bringing the the news from the week, and you know, also random Florida man esque stories that just seem to always be the gift that keeps on giving.
2: Mm.
0: Just a reminder, guys, um, my Super Bowl predictions were all correct.
1: Yeah, I I hate
0: I hate to rub it in, but. Oh. Chiefs won. It was a nail-biter there at the end. I'm not saying it wasn't completely rigged. I'm just saying the Chiefs won.
1: Yeah. I that Well, you took my rebuttal away. <laughs> what I didn't predict was the drama
0: of this Super Bowl. I mean, you had, of course, the Taylor Swift entourage, Ice Spice over there chumming it up in the million-dollar box seats paid for by Pfizer-Kelsey. Do you see her friend? The one throwing up the demon signs?
1: Yeah, with the upside-down cross Yeah, necklace. that's Ice
0: Spice. Huh. Orange hairdo?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Spice's daughter from the... Uh, the Spice Girls? Spice Girls? You know, I don't
0: know. I, I really don't know. Hmm. I don't know if she's one I'm, of the daughters of one of the originals or... I'm not going to look one into One of the originals it. with a lot of add-ons. But, uh, yeah. And then and then the, uh, the old assault on Andy Reid uh, by Travis Kelsey for benching him at one point. That was an interesting exchange as well. Yeah, classy. I'll just say this. Andy Reid's a better man than I. I mean.
1: I would have gone to fisticuffs.
0: If you guys were a coach and that happened, what would have happened? I, I wouldn't have taken it quite so well, I don't think.
1: Then again. Andy Reid definitely is not going to physically do do, much, do a whole lot against Kels,
0: (laughs) right? But still, I I mean, man, it was not only a bad look, but uh, man, just terrible.
1: Maybe he'll put some Visine in his Kool Aid.
0: Yeah. So, you just wanted to bring that up.
1: He might be passive aggressive like me.
0: So have to you have to pay up, boys. My predictions were all right. The San Francis didn't get it done. I don't bet. Although the the Brock Purdy guy, I think, is is pretty legit. Uh what he, do you guys think about that?
1: He seems like a stand up dude. Did you did you hear he some of his uh interviews? I did. He just seems like a nice young fella. Yeah. Hopefully he has a bright future.
0: I will say one of my daughters who shall remain nameless who has been a Taylor Swift fan, the Super Bowl, I think, switched her. Wow. Yep, she's now off of that, so uh, I was happy about that. So, yeah, the mm. just like I had hoped would happen Wednesday, I had the whole day off basically in Jeff City to get a bunch of work done because almost everyone went to the uh, Super Bowl celebration parade in KC Moe. I was working away in my office, and one of my colleagues, Chad Perkins, runs into the office and tells me there's been a shooting at the parade in Kansas City. So I had to turn on the news and start watching the uh, the feed and see what was going on. So I don't know if you guys were paying attention to that, but... Was was that
1: a gang-related situation?
0: Well, we'll talk about it, as at least what information we do have at this point, but... Uh, There was one person killed. Uh, Her name was Elizabeth Lopez Galvin, 43 years old, a mother of two and a DJ. Uh, I think upwards of 29 people were injured in the shooting. But
1: that was a a lot of that was like stampede. Yeah, I think there was
0: 19 that were actually treated uh, as a result of a, a gunshot related injury. Holy cow. But still, that's quite a few. I mean, but you think about it, you've got people packed in there like sardines. I mean, but half of the victims, too, were under the age of 16, I believe, and some as young as eight years old. So kids were involved as well. Some of my colleagues um, were within like 50 feet of when this happened. Mm. Um, I was talking with one of them on Friday night, and he said it just sounded like fireworks you know, going off and nobody was really paying attention to it.
1: Was it a handgun or a... So I'm
0: not, I really don't know for sure at this point. Somebody said there was a a rifle involved, but I don't know if it was what uh, he used to shoot with. I still don't know that information yet. Mm. But there were, there were multiple weapons, I think, that they had found at the site. Uh, but according to multiple news sources in... Uh, the, the crowded area there of Union Station is where this took place. Some say that the estimate of people that were at the parade celebration was a million, a million people.
1: What in the world?
0: So you can only imagine how many people were in there and crowded. And so what they were telling me is some of the people that were pretty close by is that all of a sudden people started backing up, you know, uh, right after kind of they heard the fir- fireworks or before they f- heard the fireworks going off, and then a man pulled a gun out and began just spinning in a circle shooting. So you can imagine with that many people around, you know, somebody's going to get hit. Probably every single one of those bullets probably hit somebody. Um, so... A lot of people just kind of ignored it at first until they noticed that there was a guy with a gun and the crowd kind of backed off and people started screaming and running and all that. But apparently, from what we know so far, it was two teenagers that were in a dispute, um, very possibly gang-related kind of dispute. Um, There was also an illegal alien that was apprehended and arrested, but I don't know at this point whether he was involved with that at all. Um, Some people were sharing news uh, you know on twitter that i think was misinformation regarding that i still don't know yet looking to to find out exactly why he was apprehended and arrested but there was another uh person who was arrested but here's the thing so although there were more than 800 they said police officers in the area of union station um this is a perfect example of that, especially in a setting like that when you have so many people in a large area. um, You know, it can, even if it's a minute or two minutes, sometimes a minute or a two minute is a minute or two minute too late when it comes to that kind of uh, situation. So it was civilians that actually tackled the shooter and held them until the officers could get there. So even when you had, I mean, I don't know how many officers are normally on duty in that area at that, you know, at any given time outside of a celebration like that. But 800 officers, I would think, is quite a bit more than the average when it comes to how many officers were there. But it's another testament that, you know, law enforcement can't always get there quick enough when it comes to that kind of situation. But I'll just play the... The video from uh, part of that, and one of the guys they're interviewing um,
1: regarding the shooting. Instead of a medal, they should get him a belt buckle, kind of like the get in the rodeo, a presidential buckle, because he needs a belt in a bad way. <laughs> he about lost his trousers.
3: One guy was hollering saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't even think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see... His weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket. He's a pretty or big like old boy, a car heart. Mm-hmm. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, "Oh, you know, we got to take this guy down." And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman and hollering at ongoers, you know, "Where's the cops?" Works, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them.
0: So he's just kind of telling the story of how he saw what was taking place and, and reacted and uh, was able to tackle the guy and it's pretty awesome apprehend him. But, uh, and there was another gentleman involved as well with that. But so what happened with this almost immediately, as you could imagine, might happen, um, the mayor, which is uh, Quentin Lucas of Kansas City, uh, immediately, almost immediately went to the whole narrative of gun control, you know, saying that this is an instance, you know, another example of why we need stricter uh, gun laws in the state of Missouri. And an also part of this I think that was interesting is you did not see information still yet. There's a lot of information we don't know, and this happened Wednesday, and this is Sunday. But there was a lot of information that was withheld about the perpetrators. Obviously, if it's minors, that, that figures into it. I'm not sure what all the rules are when it comes to releasing that information of a minor, um, but with the perpetrators— There was very little information in the news, and it was almost immediately that it was uh, a situation where they went straight to it's the gun's fault instead of the person, which is not always the case when it comes to mass shootings, right? Uh, Depending on who it is, uh, sometimes that information is almost immediate, and they start blaming the person. And then there are other situations where they start blaming the guns, um, and then nobody really wanted to talk about the fact that it could be gang violence or black-on-black crime uh, and domestic dispute with this. But um, it was kind of interesting to see that play out. And there was a lot of a lot of my colleagues, uh, especially, um, and, and those on the left, that immediately went for that angle, burning up their Twitter feeds you know, with the rhetoric, calling out any Republicans that mentioned thoughts and prayers— Uh, You know, they even were making fun of the governor for for ducking and and running in that situation because he was close by as well, which his security detail, you know, was with him and, uh, of course, directed him to do that, I'm sure. Um, And so then, again, all of a sudden it's the gun's fault instead of the person doing it. I still don't know the names of the perpetrators, uh, but I think it is confirmed at least that they are African-American juveniles. So I guess we'll see what all information comes out about that. But obviously a tragic situation where somebody died and people were injured. And I'm not sure how it works in those kind of settings. Joel might know more to this information uh, with this information. But I'm sure Union Station is a gun-free zone. I, I would almost be 100% sure that it is, at least with signs on the doors saying no weapons, firearms allowed, you know, the outdoor areas are a little bit more difficult to control uh, in the city. But I would say in most, you know, like sporting events or big events that are going on with a lot of people, there are usually signs everywhere saying no guns allowed. So obviously, it's another instance of where the signs on the door didn't prevent the crime from happening, right? Uh, It wasn't yeah. A matter of the criminal seeing the sign and saying, oh, I'm not allowed to to carry my gun, which is probably illegal. If they were juveniles, then obviously they were illegally carrying the weapons um, as well, depending on what type of weapon it, it is, especially if it was a handgun. And so um, it's just interesting to see how that that plays out. You know, I tweeted about this. Uh, the next day, the following day, says the tragic Casey Moe shooting confirms three things. Criminals don't abide by the law. Uh, gun-free zones don't work. And law enforcement can't always be there even when there. are in this case, many extra LEOs that were close by. So, and yet again, a private citizen in this case neutralized a threat um, before that they could do any harm. And that was even without a weapon uh, in their possession as far as I know of. So immediately the the news media and everyone jumps to the narrative of it's the gun's fault, um, which is simply not the case in those situations. I thought this was interesting. I found a, a video and, you know, one of the difficult things is, you know, nobody wants to talk about the data when it comes to crime uh, because they immediately go, you know, well, it's the data is racist. If it's saying that, you know, black on black crime is a problem or whatever it might be. Um, But recently there was a Harvard professor who did a in-depth study on crime, especially when it comes to police shootings, you know, because there's a narrative out there. I'm sure Joel's been the the brunt of this in many cases with law enforcement, that law enforcement target African-Americans uh, and that there's racial bias in, in police shootings anytime police respond in that way with, with brute force. Um, but the data doesn't show that at all. It just simply doesn't. In fact, it's, it's, it's actually opposite. But I thought this was interesting. I'm going to play this video of this. Uh, who is a, he's a, a black Harvard professor, and he is telling about the results of his study— that they didn't find any racial bias in police shootings. Listen to this.
4: I collected a lot of data. We collected millions of observations on uh, everyday use of force that wasn't lethal. We collected thousands of observations on lethal force. And, and it, it was in this moment in 2016 that I realized people lose their minds when they don't like the result. So what my paper showed, you'll see tomorrow, uh, like some of you, uh, was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force, every day pushing up against cars and things like that. People seemed to like that result. But we didn't find any racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. The little-known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. When I found this surprising result, I hired eight fresh ones and redid it to make sure. They came up with the same exact answer and I thought it was robust and then I went to go give it and my God, all hell broke loose. It was a 104 page dense academic economics paper with a 150 page appendix, okay? It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of, doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back how'd you read it that fast? That's amazing. You are a genius. And I had colleagues take me into to the side and say, don't publish this.
0: I'm going to pause it for a second. So this is the kind of thing that happens with when studies are done. And, you know, he's telling his own personal story of how that when you when you research the data and you put together an in-depth study like this that is very accurate, they do not want the outcome of that published.
1: You say this was a Harvard
4: professor.
0: Yes. Listen to what else he has to say.
4: You'll ruin your career. So they're telling him. Mm. I said, "What are you talking ruin about?" His career. I said, "What's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part?" Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's the issue is they just don't fit together. We like the first one, but you should publish the the second one another time. I said, let me ask this. If the second part about the police shootings, this is a literal conversation. I said to them, if the second part uh, showed bias, do you think I should publish it then? And they said, yeah, then it would make sense. And I said, I guarantee you I'll publish it. We'll see what happens. So it was, It was. you know, I, I lived under under um, police protection for about 30 or 40 days. I had a seven-day-old daughter at the time. I remember going and shopping for it because, you know, when you have a newborn, you think you have enough diapers, you don't. So I, I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with an armed guard. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy.
0: So because of producing a report that is accurate, that shows a result that they don't like, then not only did they not want him to publish it, but it became dangerous for him to even be in public. A Harvard professor, simply because he did the due diligence of trying to look at unbiased data and see what the outcome might be.
1: That's uh, that's pretty incredible. It reminds me a lot of... Uh kind of what, you know, Jordan Peterson dealt with, with just saying, tell him the truth. The truth. Yep. And it looks like this guy's going on a little adventure of his own.
0: Well, I applaud him for doing it. Um, Sure.
1: That's, that's not an easy thing.
0: It's not. I'll tell you from my own experience, when you, when you start going down that road of trying to say, look, let's, let's look at the truth of this matter and what the real outcomes are If it doesn't fit the narrative that they want out there, uh, you become public enemy number one. And they will stop at nothing to try to shame you in the media, try to make you look like the problem, make you look like an extremist or whatever it might be, uh, simply for trying to uncover the truth. But um, nevertheless... um,
1: But, But you know, it's the adventure of a lifetime.
0: Dr. Peterson here with us on the
1: podcast today. Oh, man.
0: You need to do that more often.
3: <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> My voice is a little squeaky.
0: There was another shooting last Sunday as well. Did you, did you read about this? In Joel Osteen's yes. tr- uh, Lakewood Church.
1: I was about 40 minutes from there this weekend. Really? Our last weekend, too.
0: So this was... An interesting uh, turn of events as well. Um, So this is in Dallas, right? His church is in Dallas? I thought it was Houston. Or is it Houston? Houston. Yeah, it's because it's the
1: the old... Yeah.
0: Is it Houston Astros? Astro,
1: no, the Astrodome. The old... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it, it, is. it is. The uh, Oilers Stadium is okay. been setting vacant for the last... So
0: this is from AP News... Police said uh, a woman named Janice Marino used an AR-style rifle in the February 11th attack that also left her, seven, her own seven-year-old son and a man at the Houston church seriously wounded. And the attack ended when she was gunned down by security, by a security officer who was armed with a weapon. Law enforcement and church officials were relieved the number of dead and wounded was not significantly higher. The shooting happened in a hallway just before the start of a service and never reached the main sanctuary. Uh, it says, wearing a trench coat and a backpack, she pointed a gun at an unarmed security guard to get in the building and then open fire. Marino also carried a twenty two caliber rifle that police said she did not use. So I guess she was carrying two rifles? Um, Marino was killed in exchange of gunfire with security, a Houston police officer, and an agent with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Her son Samuel, who Marino brought with her to the church, was struck in the head. I cannot figure out for the life of me what in the world was going on with this person who brought her seven-year-old with her to... Uh, try to attempt a mass
1: shooting. That's uh, that's that's just wild.
0: It's crazy. Uh, a man in his fifties was shot in the hip. Also, turns out that the shooter apparently was a transgender person and a pro-Palestine sympathizer. Um, when they searched the the home, uh, they found anti-Semitic writings by her uh, Houston police commander, Chris Hasig said the rifle had a Palestine sticker on the buttstock and Hasig noted Marino's former in-laws are Jewish.
1: I mean, this story is is wild. It's wild. Like of all the places to go shoot up, if you're a Palestinian sympathizer, it's like, you know, there's. Is
0: Osteen Jewish? He Joel find he that. He
1: does kind of give off a little bit of the uh, why can I never think of the Soros vibes.
0: Hey yeah. <laughs> Sig destri- described Merino as a I'm still reading from this article as a lone wolf no, wh- I know. who did not act as a part of a larger group. He also said Merino sometimes used both male and female aliases but investigators had determined through interviews and past police reports that she identified as a female. So he noted that there was a dispute between Marino and her ex-husband's family, so I guess there was some dispute between her and her family. Um, The father-in-law, his name is Wally Carranza, Marino's former mother-in-law, I'm sorry, mother-in-law, Said in a court filing from Marino's 2022 divorce that Marino threatened people with guns and was careless with how they were stored. That included keeping an unlocked gun in her son's diaper bag and threatening to shoot her ex husband while her, their son slept in the
1: back seat of their car. She, she'd been doing S- so bring your kid to work day for a while. It sounds crazy like. stuff. Mm.
2: Is she biologically a man?
1: I think biologically female. If she is the mother of the child, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I mean... I'm going to do the hot take that she's a woman.
0: Yeah. And she, because I, I still believe only a woman can be a mother. Well... Biologically, have a child.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm not going to... I don't know if it matters what we believe. I just haven't seen anything to prove any otherwise.
0: When it comes to facts... That are in facts, fact facts.
1: Facts that are facts are pretty inconvenient.
0: Reports also say that Joel Osteen maintained his perfect smile through it all, and is still having his best life now.
1: Well, okay, I'm pretty sure I made, that is. I a, made that part up. I'm pretty sure that is a plastic smile. <laughs> Did you ever? I was passing the. Uh, have you ever seen a ba- the base of a wind um, turbine on a semi? Oh, yeah. Uh They're like 60 foot long. Right after the... uh, No, I think they're 70. When they're hauling them down the road? Yeah. They look like a giant water heater. And right after the uh, hurricane in Houston, I was up in Minnesota working and passed one of those, and I was like, that's the biggest water heater I've ever seen. And I did a a, uh, real... um, I don't... And I said... Would you look at that? Joel Olstein's water heater. <laughs> Cause they Well, were, he was the one
0: that you remember the story where they denied, found the piles of cash inside the, wall, the walls? yeah.
1: Six hundred thousand dollars in the walls of the church. Yeah. Just randomly. Rainy day money. That's that's that uh
0: when the plumber went to fix the what's
1: the Bible say about the storehouse
0: toilet on the wall. Yeah. Can you imagine that guy?
1: Well, yeah, those toilet those walls are he's like, Man, got a bonus. The uh, those walls, so in a on the bolt on toilets, you have to do a double wall, yeah. And so they're a foot, you can actually drop down in those. Perfect so place it would be the stash perfect place to stash your cash to put some cash. If you were it's cash. just of pilfering a cache of if cash. If you were
0: a pilfering pastor, that'd be a good place for it, man.
1: He, I mean, he doesn't have to pay taxes, does he?
0: Well, a pastor still has yeah, to pay on taxes their, on his on salary, their salary, but yeah, church doesn't pay yeah. taxes on. The income that they take in from
1: giving what about what is what is it considered when you're sending them fifty dollars to uh put you on his list is that is that the, it's probably to the church i doubt it's i don't know i think in Do a lot, i think, it think it if that cashed? was if it was if it was our local churches i think that might be the case but with joel it's an operation i can only imagine so, so, Joel, did you fin- figure out if he had a. Oh, yeah. Joel has both Christian and Jewish background. Okay. In his so maybe.
2: His mother was Dutch Jewish.
1: I'm just
0: saying. So maybe there was a connection there with the. That uh, is the slightest. <laughs> Anti Semitic uh, rhetoric and I putting mean, it in action. So. Is that? Other information I saw on this Libs of TikTok said the. Uh, the shooter was a migrant from El Salvador, had a long criminal history dating back to two thousand and five, also a Bernie Sanders supporter.
1: That's like the third best shooter that was a Bernie Bernie bro. You know he has a way of radicalizing people. Uh, well Bernie. I, I think I think the uh socialist the socialist agenda kind of reaches out to the uh it does, least it? of these. It does. I will say. He has a type. Yeah. Well, his
0: his typical supporter definitely yes. has a type.
1: No, that's So yeah. Uh that was the So so the only person who died in that was, was the, the shooter. shooter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And her son was injured. I think shot in the head. But last Man. I heard anyway. So
1: maternal instinct must okay. go when you uh Decide you're going to be a. I'm not a sure. I'm just not sure. I, I don't know how
0: to wrap my mind around. Obviously, I think there had to be some mental illness involved. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go out on also that an way. underlying uh, character you might find uh, with Bernie Bros.
1: Yeah, they're not all bad,
0: but man. So next up. You know, I think it's always interesting, especially, you know, when you – I think the mainstream media is on its way out. But there are many things that go on that we never see in the mainstream media, I think purposefully, right, withheld from the public uh, or information withheld, just like in some – you know, what we've been talking about, that they discriminate based on what they want to share with the public depending on maybe – the race of the person who was the shooter or some of the background or maybe something that they found. If there was any way they could connect it to Donald yeah. Trump or to being a racist or to you know the Proud Boys or any of the things that, that fit the narrative of trying to make people look like extremists that are carrying guns, yeah. then they do that immediately. Throw that convenience. But if it. it's gang-related or if it's black-on-black black crime or some of the other things that they don't want put out, um, they the- don't. You know, they they will hold out as long as they possibly can when it comes to that information. It's crazy. The uh, inconvenient truths tend to get left so out. So this is just a quick rundown. Top 10 headlines that media didn't really tell about this week. This is just this week, Tim. Okay? Idaho passes bill to give pedophiles the death penalty. I'm all on board with that. I, I, may, I may file that bill in Missouri. I'd say that If we one. don't already have it. Yeah. Uh, number nine. The Tucker Putin interview breaks two hundred million views. We talked about that last week.
1: Uh, In just one week, updated numbers that were didn't it say more than that? What is it it, up to now? I'll just go look. It pulled. He accident. I. It was from last week, and it pulled up. I thought it said seven point nine mil. Or it was seven hundred million. Seven. I think it was seven. Let's see. Oh, geez. Not a Taylor Swift video, Joel. Please. Please.
2: <laughs> Say it isn't so.
1: I can't take any more. Yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, 204. 204. Okay. 204 million. I saw a wild no. number up there on something. I think uh, it might have been all of his videos. We're like at seven billion views. Oh, all of his cumulative since he's, since he's been on yeah. Twitter, which is wild.
0: Number eight: Epstein victims sue the U.S. government, accusing the FBI of allowing and enabling his sex trafficking for two decades. Number seven: impeachment clause to be used against Trump found hidden in Ukraine funding bill. I don't know if you guys heard about that one.
1: I did not, but that's yeah. a that's it's a real thing. That's a big one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, number six: Kanye West's latest number one album removed from Apple Music store didn't hear about that did you they must not like titanium teams. I did hear that his new album is terrible but I haven't listened to it personally number 5 new report finds obama cia had foreign allies spy on trump team triggering russia collusion hoax that's nothing new to me but i guess there's a new report
1: um just a quick a quick break a story that did air that putin had that guy killed yeah Convenient timing. Yes. And you know what? I told dad, I said, it would not surprise me if the CIA had that guy killed for a convenient storyline right after the interview. And I'm just that cynical these days.
0: You know what else broke with um, intelligence, the intelligence community, was they began sharing this brief with Congress this week saying, we've got classified information. There should be a lot of concern with this. And they start talking about how that Russia... Has space nukes,
5: Hmm.
0: or that they're attempting to have space nukes. Uh, But I think the timing of that is impeccable, yeah, impeccable. But it's it's another Russia bad guy scare, I think. But um, number four, France passes a law that could punish anti-vaxxers with three years in prison and fine. Of 45,000 euros, so that's like, I don't know, what, 20-some-thousand dollars, U.S. dollars probably, give or take. So if you don't get the vaccination, three years in prison, straight to jail.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, Number three, Biden Homeland Security uh, Secretary Mayorkas impeached for border failure. Didn't hear about that much in the media, but he was impeached. Number two, FBI whistleblower who exposed Biden-Ukraine corruption now being charged with Hunter Biden investigator. And number one, Biden refuses cognitive test. First president in history to do so. (laughs) Is is Biden's incompetence a national security threat? I think it is. I would say so. So how many of those did you see in the mainstream media this week? I don't remember seeing very many at all.
1: Been that's closer to fifty thousand. Our fact checker, forty five thousand euro, really is closer to fifty thousand. Okay, I went the wrong direction. Yeah.
0: So what's the exchange
1: rate then? Dollar rate.
0: Oh, it used to be like twice. It used to be like one euro was worth almost two United States dollars. But I guess because of our inflation, that has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Getting... yeah
1: there's the number.
0: So, wow. That's 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 uh, a
1: hefty fine. Concerning. I wonder if it is, is that on top of the three years? Dude, France is a joke. Yep. I, I love what's going on over so there. So 50 grand if you don't, and, with, and prison time, possibly. the farmers.
0: Three years. Mm. Next story. Uh, speaking of money, Trump is ordered to pay $355 million.
1: That That was, they were so busy with that that they missed the last 10 things that you talked about.
0: That's for sure cuz this did get a lot of coverage, didn't it? It got plenty. So, fr- on Friday, Donald Trump was found liable uh for supposedly intentionally committing large-scale business
1: fraud. I was I was boycotting my phone this week and I got a fax about it. <laughs> you got a fax. <laughs> it's like this They were getting it out there. Extended
0: car warranty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir, you're in the Amazon jungle, but... uh, Seven more boys. Your extended (laughs) warranty has expired. And also, Donald Trump was found liable.
1: That car was repoed 10 years ago.
0: So alongside former top executives of his family, Real Estate Empire personally hit with a $355 million penalty. I'm reading from, uh, I think it's New York Times... And barred from heading any New York business for you, three
1: years. How do they do that? I was I was hearing this over and it's over and over ridiculous. and over. But how do they do that when you already have business, like a lot of business in New York? I
0: guess you just hand it off to somebody else for three years.
1: Well, they also got um, Junior for four four million. Yeah,
0: Trump Junior. So
1: so. A a
0: ridiculous ruling from the Manhattan judge, Arthur Ingeron, who has been in the news a lot lately, and he's just loving every minute of it. And does does this go smile?
1: This goes right into effect, even though they're appealing, right?
0: Well, I mean, that's the ruling for now. Um, I'm not sure what the timeline is on payment or any of that, um, but I'm sure they're appealing. And I'm sure in the end, this guy's probably going to be in prison. Mm. This with Fanny, with, with we'll t- which we'll talk about. But I mean, this is so they're saying that this is literally all of Donald Trump's cash. You know, I mean, a billionaire, a lot of their assets are uh, not liquid when it comes right. to, you know, how much their net worth might be. But literally they're saying this is so I, maybe they just put a number and found out, you know, how much cash he had and said, all right, here's, here's what we got for you for a ruling. Well um, I,
1: that's uh you gotta think they also got him for was it eighty eighty million on the uh yeah the rape case the rape case
0: Yeah. I can't remember what that number was
1: it was may have been one twenty no, I think they were going after ten. we should let Joel 80. find out so that we have the facts. Um, what was that lady's name?
0: I can't remember it's not worth remembering um. But I mean, think about it. Trump is a major, and and his legacy as a developer in New York City is legendary. Yeah, and was he was to, loved by all. He used to be until he the coolest ran cat for president in New York. Everybody loved Donald Trump until then. But this is a ninety-two page decision in this court case, and Ingaron found State Attorney General Letitia James' sweeping case against Trump against his sons. Oh, so it's Eric and Don Jr. That were named in this suit,
1: is it? Oh, Eric. Eric's oh, not the kid. That's it uh, is the the little the little boy. No, that's Baron. No, Baron. Yeah,
0: he's not little by any stretch either. He's no, like eight foot tall.
1: He's like probably sixteen now, isn't he? Yeah, somewhere probably around 15 in there, fifteen or
0: sixteen. But uh, also, some of the Trump Organization executives were also named Alan Weiselberg and Jeffrey McConaughey. Um, and so Ingeron says that they broke multiple state laws by fraudulently ballooning Trump's net worth by billions in business deals for years to obtain better terms. He found all of them civilly liable for falsifying business records and conspiring to do so, issuing false financial statements and conspiring to do so, and conspiring to commit insurance fraud. So, yeah, the justice system is absolute. Disaster in New York City, obviously. So, what do you think? You think this is going to turn? Is, is this going to recruit business for New York City, or is it going to is it going to turn them away? The Gene Carroll one there. Jean Carroll, that was her name. Eighty three 83. point three million. Eighty three. Okay. Eighty. Hey. So you add that to the three fifty five.
1: He's he's up. almost he's a little to over a smooth, his head right half now. Half
0: a in cash. Half a bill crazy stuff mm. let's this, see what he says about it um, because he's got a lot to say <laughs> as you could imagine
1: I, I cut a couple hours of the Michigan
0: so he refuses to back down he's you know calling out the corruption of Arthur Ingeron and saying that New York is going to go bust probably with business as a result of this I, kind of climate when it comes to the legal system So here's what Donald Trump is saying.
5: But I also knew we have a corrupt judge, he's not a respected man, and again, I said before, he's been overturned on this case by the appellate division four times already. It's a record, nobody's ever been overturned on one case four times. And I think very importantly, and I think ultimately the most important, we've employed tens of thousands of people in New York and we pay paid taxes like few other people have ever paid in New York. And they don't care about that. They, it's, a, it's a state that's going bust. It's a state that's going bust because everybody's leaving. And it's all headed up by Biden, who's destroying our country. So this is Russia, this is China, this is what you've been reading about all your lives, and it's happening right here in our country. Thank you very much. We will stop it. We will make America great again. You have my word. Thank you very much.
1: He had a great one-liner in that um like a mic drop moment he said in in the Michigan um yeah, I'm speech. G- I'm going to play that one here in a second. Was it the uh if politicians are getting rich?
0: I can't remember how he said that. Oh, it was good. I don't know if it's the one I'm going to play, but so this is Trump in Michigan at a rally. Here's what he says.
5: All you see is bitterness and revenge to judge and gore and just find me three hundred and fifty-five million dollars for doing everything right. Three hundred and fifty-five. And these repulsive abuses of power are not just uh, an attack on me; they're really an attack on you and all Americans. It's a disgusting. It's a disgusting thing.
0: He's right. Mm. A disgusting abuse of power. So here's uh, the New York Attorney General, New York State Attorney General, Letitia James, in her response to the ruling.
6: Today, justice has been served. Today, we prove that no one is above the law, no matter how rich, powerful, or politically connected you are, everyone must play by the same rules. We have a responsibility to protect the integrity of the marketplace. And for years, Donald Trump engaged in deceptive business practices and tremendous fraud. Donald Trump falsely, knowingly inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself, his family, and to cheat the system. Donald Trump may have authored the art of the deal, but he perfected the art of the steal.
1: She'd been, she had definitely <laughs> yes. rehearsed that a few times in the mirror.
0: Uh, she's been waiting for that when you mm. could tell, for sure. Mm. So, just imagine, man, what he is dealing with with these people. Simply because they hate the thought of him being in power again. I mean, if he's been doing this for years, which I highly doubt it is as they say it is, how come no one ever did anything about it until now? It's a great question, right in an election year, yep, speaking of so let's talk about uh well, let's take a break actually, why not? yeah, let's take a break and then we'll uh we'll come back. And we're back from the break. So next up, Tim, Fanny, mm. Fanny Willis on the stand this week and uh, in the investigation of her misdealings with taxpayer funds. And I'm telling you, this has been a cringy, cringy at best to watch but i it's also one of those things that like you just you just can't look away either at the same time, so here's some of the the highlights of the uh the fannie Willis show this week.
1: Is this the prosecutor on the left here?
0: That's the prosecutor that is questioning yeah her yeah. on the stand regarding these
1: dealings.
0: So let's let's see what she has to say. I'm telling you this has been
1: Fanny looks like she's in trouble.
0: Not since like the O.J. trial have I been so glued to but for different reasons of course but but to uh to watching this play out this week with her on the stand. Also, if you look real close in this, you can see her dress is on backwards. So I'm not sure what's going on, but uh maybe she's People were pointing something. that out on Twitter.
1: Maybe she spilled something on the front. Maybe. Or she wanted a low plunge back. Listen to this. On
3: uh, when the state was. Well, able it's highly to offensive us.
6: when someone lies on you, and it's highly offensive when they you try touch. to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them, and I take exception to it. All
3: right, well, Miss Willis, she'll be-
1: <laughs> It was actually the second day. It's highly
0: offensive that you should dare pull out the truth.
1: And questioned me about it. I think she meant inconvenient, (laughs) but she said offensive. It is highly inconvenient. Everything makes sense when you just switch those two words. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, man, there's so many clips from this. It's just, it's priceless. Here's another one. So this is what's funny. So, you know, she's talking about that. Um,
1: Is that her there?
0: This is her on... The right, yes, in this video. Oh. So See, this, I
1: thought she got her dress on right side.
0: No, no. This was in 2020. So this was when she's running for office, and she's questioned of, you know, why the people of Fulton County yes. should vote for her and support <laughs> her for district attorney. And so this is what she says in response this to is, that. In this is
1: politicians. Uh, no offense, Ben. No, this I, is, I get it. This is it right This is here. it, right? They don't get that
6: because they deserve a DA
1: that won't and the internet. with his employees
6: because uh, they deserve a up. DA. Yeah,
1: this has to get this has to go.
6: because they deserve a DA that
1: won't what? with
6: his employees because what
1: <laughs> dial up. <laughs> Somebody tried making a phone call.
0: I talked to AT&T this week and I said if you don't fix this internet I'm going to I'm going to go with somebody I else. Think I've had I think it's I
1: think it is Starlink time.
0: Yeah. <coughs> well, it's not going to play at all now, Tim. Doesn't surprise me. So basically she says the reason why people should support her for district attorney is because they deserve a dea that won't put money in their own pocket and and who won't have sex
1: with their employees <laughs> which <laughs> which she the, did the inverse of that
0: uh, <laughs> let's see if this one will play so this is did, did you see the one with the boyfriend on the stand yes um so the this video is.
1: I think the pot the, called the kettle black the, on the that.
0: prosecutor is saying, you know, so to be clear, you don't know where the money came from, he's asking, or she's asking of Fanny. When you, you know, wh- where this money came from that you gave to Mr. Wade, which is the boyfriend, for the cruise. So listen to this one.
6: But I always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know. All my life, if you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house, and up. I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I don't go and on many dates, but when you go on a date, she's married. You cash in your pocket, right? So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it I had not come out of the for- bank, cash is uh, fungible. We had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. She's
0: got so it's much been cash. My you don't whole know where, where it all came from.
6: I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign. I kept some of
0: the Oh, cash. did you see that? Did you catch that? She said, I took out a large amount of money from my first campaign.
1: Yes. Literally that's admitted. Not, that's not legal either. No.
0: Admitted that she took and and i mean in the context of what she's talking about that some of that cash that she's got stashed at the house for years was part of that campaign money that she took
1: out uh who who's the fella she hired again mr wade yes they mm-hmm. they've been together since 2022 okay
6: like to tell you i just have cash in my house i don't have as much today as i would Normally have, but I'm building you, back up now. So you just put money back. in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to <laughs> all. To we, hire
1: some they can't identify
6: <laughs> when you came into this cash or where the cash came from. I didn't say I couldn't identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me. <laughs> what you asked me for is when did the money go in there? What I am trying to tell you is, so I got divorced in 2005 from my husband. And and no, no no no. It's important. You said where did the money come from? And I need to tell you where
0: the money came from. <laughs> she obviously hasn't been on the witness stand too often. Mm. She just when they're like, That's good enough, she's like, No, no, I'm gonna keep talking. You need to know more.
1: It was actually
0: You need to know more.
1: It was actually <laughs> So that's misappropriated uh,
0: the fanny fiasco this week. It just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Stacks of cash in the mattress. Mm.
1: So, oh boy. who goes to jail first, Fannie or Trump?
0: Oh, Fannie for sure, probably. What are they gonna What are they gonna send him to jail for?
1: I'm I'm just I'm just saying. I I think Fannie's gonna pull an OJ.
0: I think you mean get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to get past that full admission that you. Took campaign it was, money, converted it, was, it to cash, and stashed it in your mattress.
1: It was just a misappropriation of campaign funds.
0: I suppose. Did you see the amount, though, that she spent on these vacations? $700,000.
1: That's a vacation. A I'd house. say. Yeah. Why would you not just buy a on vacation? cruises. House? I'm
0: thinking, what kind of cruise?
1: They must have just rented the whole ship. Been like,
0: Was that like a, let's Jeff not buy a Bezos cruise? Let's or? not
1: buy a yacht. Let's just go on, let's just rent the whole ship. No.
0: I mean, you, could, you tell, could go on a Taylor Swift cruise.
1: Tell the staff. For
0: 700G, probably.
1: You don't even have to make the bed. We're just going to move over to the next room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a deal. All right. Next up the FISA warrant reauthorization this is something that we should all be concerned about so the fisa warrant reauthorization in congress is what they've been talking about recently and if you remember so just just a, a little bit of a refresher on the 4th amendment tim all right i'm going to read it just to remind us all Amendment 4 to the Constitution was ratified December 15, 1791. It protects the American people from unreasonable search and seizure. Here's the official text. It says, this is the U.S. Constitution, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause. Supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So, you know, at the time of the creation of the Fourth Amendment, the, the reasoning of this, obviously, was made in response to the infringements on privacy that was happening in the colonies and in England, actually. Um, and in England, they had what it was known as general warrants, Uh, authorized the officials to pursue and search the belongings of a person without any cause other than the perceived suspicion that they were political enemies. And in the colonies, at the same time, they had something known as writs of assistance. And those authorized officials to track down and conduct warrantless searches for untaxed items. Uh, So both the general warrants and the writs of assistance were, were challenged in court at the time. But only the former was considered to be a violation of the law. So a key element of the Fourth Amendment was that every search or seizure of an individual's home and property was to be authorized by a judge beforehand and that the the entire operation had to be on the grounds of probable cause. So in recent years, the Fourth Amendment has been infringed upon in many ways, especially with technology that we have available now. But what's going on in D.C. with this is here's an article talking about the delay um, with the the House of Representatives on the reauthorization vote. So there's sharp divisions in Congress over this. So this says the House on Wednesday shelved plans to hold floor votes this week on a bill to reauthorize a powerful surveillance authority and sharp Amid sharp divisions over how far Congress should go in providing privacy protections, the move came shortly after a House Rules Committee meeting on the bill to renew Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which revealed there was no clear agreement on a rule to allow floor consideration of amendments. In order to allow Congress more time to reach consensus on how to best reform FISA and Section 702 while maintaining the integrity of our critical national security programs, the House will consider the reform and reauthorization bill at a later date, um, said a spokesman for Speaker Mike Johnson. So this is an issue that has been at the forefront of a lot of conversations over the past few years. Um, And I had a conversation, actually, I was with Congressman Eric Burleson on Friday night and he was talking about this issue uh, when we had dinner and how he is extremely concerned about the abuse of FISA and how it it needs to be reformed. So basically they're wanting to just bring this up and reauthorize what's currently there um, and what is available for the CIA or the FBI or uh, the deep state to be able to spy on American citizens. And so I thought it was interesting what he said. There was a Twitter feed that he kind of put together regarding this issue and how that, yes, the FISA reauthorization was dropped from the House, but it isn't going away. And he said the intelligence community is going to do everything they can to continue spying on you, the American people. He said, right now, the United States of America, we're living in a surveillance state. It's not hyperbole. It's simply true. And it's because we allowed it to happen. You know how it is. Let no crisis go to waste, right? And with 9-11 and since then, with the Patriot Act, and then uh, the use of FISA or the abuse of FISA. But he goes on to say, he said, we all joke about it, but when someone makes an unapproved comment, That might offend the regime. We instinctively glance over at our phone or our computer. We've done that. Or there's that moment when you receive a targeted ad for a product you casually mentioned in a conversation. That's happened. Uh, But the reality is it's not just tech companies trying to sell you crappy Chinese products. The U.S. government has been spying on and collecting data on American citizens for years. Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, that's FISA, allows government agencies with the FBI in the lead to conduct millions of warrantless searches of Americans' private communications, geolocation data, and sensitive personal information. And now the House is on the verge of reauthorizing FISA. So that's the same law that the FBI used and abused to spy on President Trump, if you remember, on his campaign, which gave rise to that ridiculous and false Uh, narrative with the Russian collusion scandal. That was all because of FISA warrants. And it's also the same law that allowed the FBI to conduct thousands of baseless searches for foreign ties among the January 6th protesters. Same law uh, that gives that authorization. He said this, in 2022 alone, the FBI conducted over 200,000 U.S. person queries including an estimated 4,000 improper queries in violation of their own rules. So 4,000 of, that, of those actually violated their own rules, which are extremely generous when it comes to warrantless searches. So imagine how egregious that is. So he said a number of his colleagues um, have been working in good faith during the reauthorization process, to rein in the warrantless FISA surveillance and protect Americans' Fourth Amendment rights from the deep state agencies like the FBI and NSA. Sadly, there are many in Congress who do not want true reform. They want to pass a reauthorization that includes a little reform so that they can claim the problem has been solved, but a little reform is not enough. He said we need to make sure that the Americans' rights are protected and that the government agencies cannot continue to abuse their authority. Now is the time to stand strong and demand real reforms. I hope that the House will do that when the reauthorization of FISA comes back up. So this is an issue that I think um, we need to be paying attention to um, because he's right about it. He's right about the fact that it needs major reform, not just a little bit of reform. Um, And this is something I've been working on even on the state level um, with the progression of technology that we have seen so quickly over the past few years, Uh, geofence warrants and keyword search warrants, which were used with the January 6th to go after people um, in that instance, and and, and many others as well. There are lawsuits over this across the country right now, Uh, people that were spied on without any um, real authority to do that. And so this is something I think is going to continue to be a conversation and continue to be an issue that we try to address uh, nationally and on, on the state level in Missouri. And it's a delicate balance because it is a tool that law enforcement can use to catch bad guys, and we don't want to prevent that. But there has to be the right balance between a tool to be able to be used and protecting our Fourth Amendment rights. Joel, you've done this before. You, As I understand it, you've uh, served warrants. This is something you do on the regular with the sheriff's department, right?
2: Right. I, I uh, type warrants and serve warrants. I've never done a geofence warrant or a keyword search warrant.
0: But warrants, you know, a regular warrant is something that you can't just, there, there has to be certain criteria that you meet um, you, you have to get authorization from that from a judge at some point, right, right. saying, yes, there's enough probable cause and uh, evidence, at least to this point, to, to, to search for further evidence. Um, and those are all checks and balances in that, that process.
2: Right.
0: Um, and that's the way it should be done. But what's happening with this is there's a lot of leeway that's given to the tech companies in those situations of, like, keyword search or geofence warrants and and definitely the FISA situation where, uh, you know, spying on citizens without anything, any type of check and balance is just unbelievable. So what happens, like, when, um, you know, if you serve a warrant— And there is evidence enough to proceed in that investigation. In most cases, you have to go back for another warrant to get more authorization or, you know, uh, more details. I mean, what does that look like?
2: Uh, I had a situation this week where uh, a a place was burglarized. We had a suspect. We went and uh, talked to the suspect and he get granted us consent to look through his things um, and then the next day when we got the video we got we got some surveillance video and I saw in on the uh, the consent search an item the the item of clothing that the person was wearing and at that point we wrote a warrant and went back is that kind of what you're yeah so getting it so
0: when you Throughout an investigation, it's a process. There, there could be multiple warrants, right, that you right. go after depending on the depth of that search and investigation. And every single one of those is a narrowing down of that investigation pointing toward, you know, finally finding who exactly is the criminal in that situation. And that's the way that, you know, it, it should be when it comes to warrants and making sure that there's authorization for that that there's cause for that, you know? So like what you said, the gentleman gave consent. That's one thing. If, if the police show up and they say, is it okay if I search your house? And if I give my consent, then that's on me. Right. But FISA is basically like saying, well, we have consent from all the American people already to go after anything we want to go after and spy on them, which is obviously, I think a breach of the fourth amendment and our rights. So I think this is going to be a big fight in Congress to try to get some reform on that. But I do applaud Congressman Burleson for seeing the problem and realizing and and the others uh, that are standing with him uh, to to try to reform that rather than just, you know, pass it again as is.
1: And with that, I think it's a it's even a bigger concern because it is the FBI who is so politicized. And who? Yes, I, I think they are picking and choosing who they're going after. Um no question, yeah. On, well, obviously, but it's but based on political biases when it gets really scary because it's you know, how drumming things up is already a problem. Yeah.
2: Pardon my ignorance, but how is uh, FISA legal in the first place? Does that stem from like some Patriot Act legislation? <laughs>
0: I'm not sure the genesis of the FISA warrants. Well,
1: it's, it's clearly outside yeah, of was, for the Fourth Amendment. It, it was probably clearly. written into a 5,000-page uh, bill.
0: Well, it, so it was—you could look it up. It's the um, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. So it's Section 702. So I'm not sure when that was originally initiated. I'm assuming it's after 9-11 and maybe along with— Patriot Act, but
1: 2008.
0: Okay, yep.
1: Man, it's handy having.
0: So under Obama, right? That would have been
1: yeah. So what was the what was the there? There's always something that lets them take these overreaches. Well, this
0: would have been the fight against terror, right? And what was going on in the Middle East?
1: Page four. Yep. yep. Haji, yep. Iman. Yep. So was the uh,
0: Muslim terrorism.
1: Yeah. Got a Muslim ter- terrorist and then... That, I mean, think about it back that then. That equates to yeah. everybody.
0: So the ability then to go spying on all Americans yeah. as a result of the, the danger of terrorism abroad and domestically.
1: He had to go and run it for us all. And that was under
0: Barack. So, yeah. Speaking of warrants, we have... A story this week. So, Joel, whenever you uh, go serve a warrant, or whether you're on a um, a call and you have to arrest somebody, right, and you got to put them back in the the back of the the patrol car, right? Right. So, let's think through that before we play this video and talk about this story. So, you put somebody in the back of the patrol car. Is there any? I mean, what all do you go through when you're doing that? Do you search the person before you put them in the car? Uh, yes. Okay. Obviously, right? Every, every time. By policy. Every time. So, so you know before you put them in the car, they probably don't have a gun on their person unless it's in a very deep cavity that sure. maybe you didn't search. Because I, <laughs> I would say that's not a standard procedure on every.
1: Correct. <laughs> I feel bad for so, this
0: guy. <laughs> so... So, okay, so you search them, you put them in cuffs, right? You don't just put them in there without cuffs correct? in the back of the car, right?
2: If they're under arrest. If
0: they're under arrest, they're cuffed. Yep. Okay, so they're cuffed. You've searched them. They're in the back of the car. Is there, is there always a, a divider, like, between the back seat and the front seat? or?
2: No. Um So, like, on, a, on one of our patrol cars, there's going to be a divider. Uh, when I first started, I worked for... Diamond PD, and we had a car with no divider. So in that case, we just put them up front with us.
0: Mm. Okay, so most of the time, though, if you're arresting somebody, put them in the car, there's going to be a divider in the car, I would think. Most of the time. Most of the time. I think there is in this case. Which
1: isn't, they're not bulletproof or anything. It's just like plexiglass. plexiglass. Okay.
0: Okay, so you put them in the car, you shut the door. You're pretty confident at that point that they don't have a gun and that they're in cuffs so that even if somehow there was a gun available, and I'm sure you don't just have guns laying around in the back seat, right, when you put them in there. Correct. Well, yeah, That would be poor, pretty not, poor practice.
1: You're not accounting for the prison pocket gun.
0: The prison pocket gun. <laughs> okay, let's say that that is a possibility, I guess, right? But I think you would probably—
1: I just want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, and Okay, I'm not going to lie. Well,
0: we'll talk about that. He's so, got
1: his blue gloves on, so this, he may have checked the pocket. This
0: viral video took the interwebs by storm this week. It's actually, I think it's from November of 2023, but this is the first time I saw it was this week, and it was all over the place. So it's it's if you want to look it up, it just search cop versus acorn. Okay.
1: He emptied his clip. So...
0: Let's play the video, and then let's talk about it. All right. Okay, so in the beginning of this, it's a body cam, and he's walking up to the car. Uh, the, the the car's facing him, front forward facing him. He's walking to the car. There's a tree just to the left of the car that actually overhangs the car a little bit.
1: Quick ninja roll.
0: Okay, so he's walking up. so did you hear the little pop the little yes i mean barely discernible in the video but as it turns out they're saying that there was an acorn that fell out of the tree and hit the car or hit the sidewalk or i don't know maybe maybe even hit him i don't know so at this point he's also wearing gloves is that a standard procedure too joel uh yeah
1: when you're doing the search could have
2: been doing any anything it could have Probably searching the other guy's car or something. Okay.
0: So yeah, he's wearing like uh, blue uh, latex gloves, and at this point, whenever the acorn drops,
5: shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! You oh, know. I'm hit! I'm here! Oh, I'm here. What? that Was he hit? He in the car. He shot through the car. Oh!
0: People screaming in the background.
1: It's fired. He emptied his entire magazine there. Dropped it and put another one in. Or clip. Sorry. It's not a clip. It's a magazine. Tent. Is it?
3: I, I'm, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good.
0: So he.
5: I'm good. I'm good.
0: He's hiding behind another car. Uh, what is that? A, a SIG 360 with a red dot? Just kidding. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, Get back. no. Get back. I might have hit my best.
1: I would imagine that there, that there was a lot, a lot more at play because that.
0: Okay. So backing up, he, When he hears the acorn drop, he rolls to the side or falls and rolls. I'm not sure.
1: It looked like a ninja roll.
0: And literally empties the entire magazine into the back window of the car. Just somehow, the the poor guy sitting in the back seat was not hit.
1: I was wondering.
0: But but he wasn't. Mm. So I think... You know, there's obviously something more to the story when it comes to this instance. I think that he has resigned now, by the way. I I did read that.
1: I just think about my worst day at work, and I'm glad I'm not a cop. I know,
0: right? Me too. I'd
1: be empty in my clip every other day. So
0: here's one of the videos. There was a ton of memes on this. I, I feel for the guy, but some of them are hilarious. So this one by one Twitter account. It's a scene of, like, storming the beaches at Normandy. (laughs) It says, it says, Acorn Drops Cops. (laughs) Unloading the machine gun right into the back of the car. (laughs) Oh, man. But I did do a little research on this and apparently the the cop who did this uh was a former green beret who was deployed at least two times overseas and i mean if you've ever talked to combat veterans my my wife's grandfather was a korean veteran and what do you what is that
1: Shotgun with an acorn in the... Oh, my uh, God. Shotgun shell with an acorn stuck in Yeah, I told
0: you the memes are endless on this. Oh, geez. But my my wife's grandfather, I mean, you couldn't even... Like, if he was asleep, you could not walk up to him and wake him up. You had to, like, come in and, like, at arm's length, you know, grab his foot or something um, because he would wake up swinging, you know. When you have been in those kind of situations, I can't imagine especially combat situations, especially a Green Beret. I mean, Green yeah, Berets, they saw that's stuff. that's some serious tier one operator stuff that uh, most people have no idea. Even movies can't even really depict what goes on with that and with law enforcement. But I think this is probably a reaction that's caused by some PTSD or something. Um, probably genuinely thought that his life was in danger. Um but you know, obviously, not a, a, an objectively reasonable action, right? Um, pro- yeah, no. I, probably shouldn't. You know, probably be best for for that not to to be able to take place. And but, um, hey, yeah. nobody was killed. Yeah. Nobody was injured.
1: It it could have went worse, but but I
0: do, I do think it does speak to the seriousness of PTSD. Yeah, and that people face that. I mean, I friends with a lot of veterans. And um, they really do go through a lot and and deal with that many times in a lifelong way.
1: Well, and just thinking about it, like the uh, the highest pressure dealings that I might have in a year just don't equate to stripping someone of their freedom, and that probably had a warrant. You know, not the not the. Best characters that no. d- that yeah. they deal with every day. I mean, who
0: knows what yeah. the perpetrator was who was in the back of the car could very well be. Uh, I mean, deserve to be shot.
1: But. I would, I would be like uh, Dirty Harry, John Wayne, and GI Joe. Right. I I feel like I would probably be trigger happy if I just walked off of my. Uh, Superintendent duties and decided to start arresting people.
0: Joel, you ever had a situation with a nut dropping
1: out of the tree?
2: Thankfully, <laughs> oh, no. You're trying been, to, I've been spared thus far. <laughs> you
1: gotta watch, watch for them nuts. Uh, have you ever had to
0: uh, discharge a weapon?
2: Uh, I've shot a few down deer.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> on the side of the a road, do- a dog or two. Yeah, that's a little bit less stressful uh, situation. I would, I would imagine. Which is good. That's what you want. You want to be able to finish out your career in law enforcement without having to draw your weapon and use it on somebody. Knock on wood. Yep. So yeah, that's the uh, Florida man esque story hey, of the
1: day. Hey, uh, I got I got one that uh, we missed. Oh, the I know you. I'm sure you saw it, but you remember when we talked a few weeks ago about dead spin being dead spun? Yeah over the the boy that wore the they face paint filed the lawsuit yes. this week his parents did and i didn't know it but deadspin was already on the hook for hulk hogan was awarded 140 million from deadspin oh wow i didn't for realize them invading that invading his his privacy brother
0: brother listen brother
1: the, so yeah. the
0: recently uh baptized hulk hogan
1: yes they i i was searching and searching for if there was a, a price yet but i think that's after the the judge decides i hope they sue the socks off of them so, for that one but they've they've filed suit they are suing i figured it was time. coming yeah
0: wonder how much they'll get out of that
1: well 140 is the bar set by the hulkster so yeah let's push that up yeah a little bit let's give it, uh, inflation yeah <laughs> it's hard times inflation. we should probably at least go for
0: 220 man or above right Yep. I uh that was just an absolutely ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous
0: just disingenuous story. stuff. Yep.
1: It's uh nothing but race pretty, baiting and trying to pretty indicative of what people reporting with and I got my air quotes up. Has become has become yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. Anything else to add? That was my little that yeah. was my little bit.
0: Well, with that, uh I think that's about a wrap then for this week, Tim. Good times.
1: Great oldies.
0: So don't forget to uh, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, Spotify as well. The show continues to grow. Uh, I was looking at the analytics this week, Tim, and it's unbelievable the reach that we're getting and continuing to grow every month. I think we were at like 80% percent above the this last 30 days, 80% above than we were the last 30 days, and it seems like it's continuing to do that every month. So I think the word's getting out, uh, and you guys can help us with that as our listeners um, share our content. Just talk about it with your friends. Um, let them know there's, there's a podcast out there that's trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of the truth. And uh, have a little fun while we do it. That is the goal. That's the goal. So, with that, we'll catch you next week.
1: God bless.